This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Ladies and gentlemen, the star of Jurassic World, Star-Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. I cannot believe we've done this, Sam. It's Chris Pratt. No, Duncan. It's not? It's Christine Platt. Oh, from the Global Recordings (laughs) Network. Even bigger! Let me tell you about Christine Platt. She's the Australian CEO for the Global Recordings Network, an organisation which aims to provide the gospel to every tribe, tongue and nation. Since 1939, Global Recordings Network has translated scripture into, get this, over 6,000 languages. Incredible. In a bid for more communities to know about God in their native languages. And today, we're privileged to talk to Christine about her journey and the work of this wonderful organisation. Good morning to you, Christine. Good morning. It's... Great to be talking to you. Can you first give us kind of a, a a frame of reference? How many languages don't actually have the gospel in their native tongue? That would be most of them. Really? We, we work with languages and dialects, and they reckon there's about 12,000 different languages and dialects spoken in the world. And the Bible, our Bible portions, are only available in somewhere around less than 3,000. Wow. Okay. Incredible. So tell us a bit more about the work of Global Recordings Network then to get the get the gospel into more of those languages. Yeah, so there's many languages out there that aren't written down at all or the people who speak the language can't read their language. And so we put basic gospel messages, Bible stories, basic teaching into their own language or dialect And it's all done in audio because two-thirds of the world's population either can't read or doesn't read. Mm. And so they can hear it and they can often see the pictures as well. I mean, when you're doing that to some obscure language um, with a person who potentially can't um, read or write, who, who then does the translating for that language? That very much depends on the context. Um... If there's missionaries or if there's Bible translation being done, then we will generally work through them. If it's a language where there are no Christians, then we will work with the people who speak the language directly um, without having the, the help of people who are experts. And so we have recordists who get who are trained in recording, in translation, in the Bible, and they will go out and work with the local people to do the translation, and then they'll record the messages. You used to be, as far as our research uh, goes, you used to be an electrical engineer, Christine. So you've obviously shifted gears a little bit since then. What caused that career change? Uh, in a word, it was God. Um, I was a cadet engineer with the Electricity Commission of New South Wales back in the mid to late 1980s and I became a Christian about halfway through my engineering degree and while I was in a work stint down in Yass, the minister there had just been to Papua New Guinea and while he was telling us about all his adventures I had this distinct thought that one day I will take the gospel to people who otherwise wouldn't get a chance to hear and that started the journey Um, and several years later, I was in Orange, and a couple from GRN came to our church, and when I saw what GRN does and heard about being a recordist, I thought, 
that's something I could do. And after months of praying about it and debating and talking about it, in the end I resigned and I went to Bible college with a view to becoming a GRN recordist. You spent a significant amount of time in Ecuador. First of all, how is the equator? <laughs> uh, well, it's a very rubbery thing. and oh, I was wondering. There's this, yeah, there seems to be these monuments and then they discover it's in the wrong place and then they've put it somewhere else. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's always a bit embarrassing where you don't know where your belt line is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you can put your feet on either side of it and be photographed, but then that may not really be where it is. <laughs> <laughs> how how did your time in Ecuador kind of influence your journey? Well, that was I was there for two four year terms, and that had a huge impact um, on my life. I went there to do church planting, and I ended up helping set up a Christian radio station. Mm. And so God used my engineering uh, in Ecuador very much so. During the second term, uh, I had a pretty hard time and I ended up getting burnt out. And so, in a way, God sort of pulled me apart and then in the recovery phase put me back together again. And that process really prepared me for the role I now have. There's no way I could could have coped with my current job uh, without going through that very difficult experience. It was also... Like really eye-opening. I'm in a different culture. I'm now so thankful for the um, the Christian background that we have here in Australia. The effect of the Reformation and the Great Awakenings on our culture is just so so good. And to be in a country that went through the Inquisition and hasn't had the benefits of those events. You know, you can really see the difficulty that people had. And it's so obvious that people can't change themselves. It's only through the work of the Holy Spirit that people's lives can be transformed. And so seeing that was really helpful for me. And also seeing that trust is a very multifaceted thing. And so how I, as a Generation X Christian in Australia trust somebody and how I would trust somebody in a different culture is very different because their values are different. And so it's really expanded my view of who I can work with, who I can trust, how you relate to people. And so that has that means that in my current role, I'm able to relate to leaders from many different countries and have some idea of what's going on and, and how to relate to them. Hmm. Can you tell us a bit more about your job? What What is it you find most rewarding about your work with Global Recordings Network, Christine? I love being able to empower other people to do what God has called them to do. Um, I just love having that opportunity to have been able to talk to somebody and then said yeah, go ahead and do that, or to enable somebody to be able to work in the country where they're working. Um, that's a, a real thrill for me um, when I see it working out and think, yeah, I've had God's given me the privilege of being a part of that. Hmm. Can, can can you just take me through the steps, okay, uh, Christine? I I just got back from a trip to. 
Brazil and I am in the remotest part of the Amazon and I stumble upon a tribe that have their own distinct dialect and I want to share Jesus with them, okay? What does it mm-hmm. look like? I'll give you a call. I say, Christine, we've got to get the gospel to these people. I can fund it. What needs to happen? What's the next step? Well, you would contact our team in Brazil and talk to them and they would come to visit you. They would spend time with you. They would spend some time with the people. Work out what it is that you actually need to tell them. And then they would work with the local people to put that script together, um, what they needed to say, and they would record it. And after they'd gone away, fixed it up, come back, checked it, made sure it was all accurate, then they then it would be ready to, to use. And you would be able to get out your mobile phone and put on our Firefish app, and within about 30 seconds, you would have your phone telling the gospel in that person's language or whatever the message is that's been recorded. But I've got to go home. They've got no power. They've got no electricity. How do, how do they keep that going once I've gone home? We make a hand MP3 player, so you don't need batteries. You just turn the handle. There's a mob called Megavoice who make a little solar-powered MP3 player. You can put the message on the MP3 player and they've just got to put it out in the sun to charge it up and they can still listen to it. And really, there's not many people out there who don't have access to mobile phones and people are very creative in how they charge those things up. That's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. So there's basically no way that you can't get a gospel in a form to someone who needs to hear it, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's always possible. Amazing. Amazing. Can we talk a bit about the Five Fish app? Because I've, I've heard a lot about it, and I'd love for you to explain to us and our listeners uh, what, what it's all about and, and how it's used around the world. Okay, so the Five Fish app is it's just a mobile phone app. You can get it through Google Play Store, iTunes, or off our website. You put it on your phone, and then you can go into the app, and you can call up whatever language or dialect it is that you want access to and then if we have a recording then you can download that onto your phone and then you can play it immediately if you've got an android device and if you want to work in the developing world you need android because they don't have apple and then you can just share it you can bluetooth it you can send it through wi-fi you can send it as a message to other people's mobile phones and so it's very easy to share that message once it's on your phone, it's incredible, amazing. Yeah, it's it's it is. It's, it, it, I'm guessing in your work, Christine, you've seen the way in which technology is impacting the work of Global Recordings Network over time, right? Yep, that's incredible. I just I, I was on the App Store then, just looking at it. I'm like, this is amazing. But even the the thought of having wind up MP3 players, seriously, so you don't need batteries, is such a great idea, Christine. So exciting the work that you're doing. What would you say is the most challenging part of your work? Um, the, for me, the biggest challenge is, is I have I've realised in my in my position I am really a gatekeeper, and I can say that something can happen or it can't in a lot of instances. 
And so that can be really good if I make the right decision, but it can be a real problem if I make the wrong decision. And so knowing that it's so important that I'm listening to God and I'm making the decisions that are pleasing to him is so important because I could stop people hearing the gospel if I make a bad decision. Uh, Well, I couldn't stop them, but I could stop GRN from having the blessing of being the conduit for them to hear the gospel. Um, And I can have a big impact on somebody's life. You know, the, the people who work for us overseas that we support, my decisions affect their their life, and that that is a real challenge and something that I'm very aware of my responsibility. Hmm. How has this whole experience shaped your faith? I mean, obviously, like you say, you're a gatekeeper, which means that you've got to make some tough decisions down then. Obviously, you've had a world of influence through your time in Ecuador and being influenced by a vast number of people, but like day to day you have these moments where you know that there is a tribe for the very first time hearing the good news of Jesus how does that how does that sit with you it is so exciting yeah. we love hearing about what god's doing through the work that we do like yesterday at our prayer time we we went through a prayer letter we received from the ukraine and it was just so encouraging for all of us to hear about these people who are poor, war-torn country, and how the GRN messages are reaching them. And so that is really, really exciting. That's brilliant. Well, look, if you want to know more about Christine's work, you can find out more at globalrecordings.net. Uh, but just fascinating, Christine, you're doing such a great job leading up that uh, fantastic ministry and all the best in your work. Thank you very much, and thank you for the opportunity to share about it. I hope it was encouraging for everybody who's listening. Oh, it absolutely was. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.